Welcome back to the Nuggets of Gold podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we're going to be doing a little preview of the 49ers and Rams game, and then we're also going to be talking a little bit about the 49ers-Green Bay Packers game that was legitimately one of the craziest games I've ever watched. Um, we'll probably talk a little bit about this weekend's football games as well because that was – I mean, I was thinking about it. I feel like that's probably the best football weekend I've watched like ever. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, um, and then maybe we're going to get into this chiefs uh, Bengals games a little bit. Probably wait just to to not get ahead of ourselves, but we'll see how it all plays out. But Aiden, what were you feeling on Saturday night after the 49ers for a couple two spots? One when they blocked the punt and one at the end of the game after the Robbie Gold game winning field goal. Blocked the punt felt almost like divine intervention because it was it was one of those things where the Niners had no momentum. Like it, it, it felt like both teams were just punting back and forth. The defense was keeping them in the game, but like they hadn't put together a, a drive since the one that Jimmy threw through the pick in, in the red zone on. Um, so it, it felt like somebody looked down and, and was like, Niner fans, you know what? Here you go. Here's a blocked punt. I can't think of the last time we had a blocked punt, let alone in the, the, the playoffs. Uh, special teams has been a point of concern for most of the year. Uh, so for them to show out and make two huge plays, the field goal right before half um, was absolutely massive as well. Um, it was it was just awesome for them. But honestly, in 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 one word, I felt the Niners escaped Green Bay. Um, the offense and 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 defense defense played absolutely amazing. But the Niners, I think, over their past twenty drives, have two offensive touchdowns. Uh, which is not a usual recipe to make the NFC title game, uh, but their special teams basically got it done for them. Um, but I did feel like we escaped, given how different the narrative would have been if we hadn't blocked that punt. Um, I think people would would be pushing a little bit of a different agenda, uh, which is always interesting and something to to consider. Um, like the 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 high is is super high right now, but it could also be super duper low. Um, and the actual trajectory of, of this 49er team is probably somewhere in the middle. Um, there's a reason we're still underdogs to the Rams, uh, even though we've beat them six straight times and Jimmy's never lost to them. Um, Vegas is usually not wrong. They were wrong last week. Uh, so hopefully the, the Niners can continue to prove them wrong. Uh, but this it, it, it does have a little bit of a magical run um, feel to it. Uh, stuff seems a little bit preordained and everything that needs to go right is. Um, so definitely felt as, as, as though we had been blessed a little bit when that punt was blocked. Oh yeah. And I like that you bring up the narrative stuff too, because I feel like that fits into this season. I mean, early on the 49ers are struggling. They're two and four. And at one point there's a narrative to fire Kyle Shanahan. Now, neither of us ever got on, on that train. Um, and if you follow the pod, you would know that you know we're both pretty big Kyle Shanahan guys, so we were kind of uh, not really on that. But you know that was that was part of this season, and now they are one game away from playing in the Super Bowl. So you look at just how this is. You brought up the magical run. Um, I've seen people talking to about it like being like the Giants run, and you know you also see like the adrenaline of winning a football game like that. I think it would, the one thing that you don't want it to become because there's two kind of different ways that this goes is either you have the Giants run or you have the Vikings run when Diggs caught the touchdown. And, like, that's not the one. That's not the one you want. Now, special moment, that was awesome for Minnesota. 
But at the end of the day, the next week they came out there and they got absolutely killed by the Eagles. So I think that's the one thing where you're looking ahead uh, after this Packers game. Um, but going back to the Packers game about these moments, because it was super, super special. When the punt was blocked, like I was losing my mind. I was freaking out. Right when it was blocked, I was like, oh my God, 49ers are, are legitimately going to win this game. Because it was tied. And all of a sudden, like you said, it was no momentum, punting back and forth for felt like an hour. And I mean, it honestly probably might have been an hour. Um, and it gets blocked. Lufanga scoops it. Great. I mean, Jordan Willis, you have the like the most epic punt block. What last decade has has there been another one that's been that big? I don't think so. Um, like late playoffs like that, <clears throat> amazing. And right then, I was like, all right, all the momentum's on their side. I feel like they're gonna get a stop. They're gonna go get a field goal. Sure enough, they get a stop. They go march down the field, get a field goal. A couple big throws by Jimmy, who definitely struggled. Now. I think a lot of that was the weather. I mean, Aaron Rodgers struggled. Aaron Rodgers, now he hit some big-time throws, but he was also, miss, like, Aaron Rodgers usually doesn't miss any throws. He missed a few. He missed a huge one. He missed a giant read across the middle of the field. I think it was Lazard on that play where he threw it to Adams when Hifanga was uh, over the top in coverage. Uh, and, like, if he hits Lazard on that one, the Packers win because he would have got to the 30 or the 40 on that play. So a couple big miscues on, on the Packers' side, and then, you know, the 49ers take advantage in the weirdest spot that they could have ever taken advantage in, in special teams. Um, Cause this year has not been, not been the special teams year. Aiden, I don't know if you saw this, but apparently the Packers have like the worst rated special teams ever. <laughs> so pretty rough that that's how their season ended. Like, oh, oh my God. And even some of the kick returns that came to special teams, are just atrocious, but I mean, what a special victory. Um, and now you have, I feel like you, if you're looking at this run, I think, I, I think we talked about this before. Two of the teams that if I'm the Niners, I want to play are the Packers and the Rams because you've had both those teams number. Well, you just got the first one. You won in the most insane way possible. Um, and then, then you have the Rams in L.A. However, it does seem like L.A. is almost transitioning a little bit um, when the games are there and the 49ers are playing. It almost feels like a 49ers home crowd. Uh, have you seen, I don't know if you've seen all this stuff about the red out, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty pumped for this one. Yeah, um, I – I want us to go into Levi's South so bad and just crush them because I don't know if my heart can take a whole lot more of these nail-biting last-second finishes. Um, but I, I I do quickly want to shout out Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I've been firmly on the, maybe not hate train, but the criticism train. Um, I, I still don't think he is a, like, he's definitely the worst quarterback left. Um, but the dude just wins. And if I need a dude at the end of the, the game, like I'm not going to take five guys over him with the game on the line, knowing that I need one drive. Um, and that's valuable. That's something that I hope that Trey Lance has, um, obviously have, have no idea yet, but Jimmy has something at the, at the end of the game, something that Montana had where like, it he he can play horrible all game, but you know that at the end he's gonna put you in a position where you can win the game at the end. In every single game, whether he got it done or or not, um, he lost the the Titans game when when we but but he drove the whole field and he played awful during during that game. But at the end, he got him two I think two two throws from the five or seven yard line. Um, so that's really like I've I've been very critical, and I think that he deserves a lot of criticism. But we're back in the NFC Championship for the second time in in in, in three years, um, and it's weird. This this Niners 
franchise over the past 15 years since Harbaugh has been there, it feels like it's been boom or incredibly bust. Um, I, I saw something this week that this is our fifth NFC title in, in 11 years, which is wild when, when you think about how dark some of those like Tom Sula, Kelly, um, early Shanahan years were. Um, so crazy that whenever we get here, we make it pretty far. Um, and I hope that we can continue the, the trend, but I, I want us to stomp them. Uh, I, I want to be celebrating at midway third quarter. Uh, rather than uh, biting my nails and hoping for a Jimmy Garoppolo drive, though he has uh, shown that that he can do that, as I just talked about. So props to to Jimmy, but hopefully he he doesn't have to do that that patented late game. Put us in field goal range again last week. Um, made made throws during during that fourth quarter. Um, so Jimmy, keep keep winning, and it's hard to be too too critical of you and you're you're making yourself some money and definitely giving yourself a, a, a job somewhere next year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's made some big time throws. And like you said, you've been critical of him. I've been extremely critical of him at times. Um, but you look at most of the games, even when he plays a, a poor game and he's kind of the reason that they're in the hole, he does come out on those at, at the end of the game and he makes some big time throws. Um, and sometimes it's not the most difficult throw, but it's, you know, he's throwing across the middle, but he's throwing in the tight coverage. Or he has to put a ball right in the perfect spot so that so the receiver, tight end, whoever it is, can go get a couple yards after. You know, and he has to put it like a little bit in front. He does make the throws in the big moments. Now, there's a lot of things to kind of be critical of, but I also feel like this is probably not the best time when, you know, he, he is has made some big-time throws. Yes, he struggled in the Cowboys game but at, at the end, but early on, he made some big-time throws, and they got out to a big lead, and a lot of that was because of him. Um, now another guy to shout out for, for sure has, has to be Debo Samuel. Um, and going into this Rams game, this is a game that he's, he's played so well against the Rams throughout his career. Last week against the Packers, you look at the box score, you're probably not going to be like too wild. I don't think he had hundred all, all purpose yards. Um, or I guess if you count the kickoff, but it's just like, anytime you need a big time play, you go to him and it has worked. Now you go back like what is it three four months I don't know exactly how long I think like more like three to the Bears game the Niners lose that Bears game their season is over most likely like actually they, their season would have probably been over and I guess it would have because it went down to the final game Debo Samuel takes they're down by like eight or nine Debo Samuel takes like a ninety yard screen to the house completely flips the game they end up winning they easily could have lost that game and you can go back we talked about it how valuable is Debo. He's one of the most valuable players in the league. So I think looking into this Rams game, and we'll get more into the matchup, but for me on the Niners side, that's your that's your dude this week. So how are you how are you feeling about Debo? What do you think about against the Rams? And also like what do you think about him just moving forward after this one of the best seasons I've seen from a skill player in, in quite a long time for the 49ers? The dude is so unique that it's hard to pit. Like it, he he played awesome during during this Packers game, but you look at the stats and and you're like, hmm. But I think it's so telling that Shanahan, it's it's third and seven. Even though he originally called pass, he he switches to a run after the the timeout, and it's third and seven, and he runs the ball with a converted wide wide receiver who breaks three tackles and gets the first down. I think that that sums up Debo in a way that like just watching one play that you can look at directly that, that that won you the game 
Uh, he has a bunch of those throughout the, the year. And if, if you look at it on the, the stat sheet, it's a nine-yard run. But how he did it, he broke tackles. He, he's limping off the field. Uh, the dude made himself a huge amount of money this season. Uh, one of my coldest takes on here is saying that they're probably not going to pay him um, at the end of, of this first contract. Um, I hope that they pay him. Well, one, one sec. You do say that, but you also were like, he could easily make the contract. You weren't like Maybe. adamant that it wasn't going to no. happen though. No, but I didn't expect it to happen, and he has blown all of my expectations out of the water. I am firmly on the fact on on the train that Debo is the most valuable offensive player that's not a quarterback. Um, I it's it's so difficult to to compare defenses, but um, he is the most valuable weapon. Uh, Shanahan is the perfect coach for him. Um, he's he's playing banged up. He's he's playing bruised. Uh, and I'm so excited to see what he does against the Rams, a team that I think he feels a little bit disrespected by. There's kind of this this joke that goes on in in the 49ers community that Aaron Donald doesn't know who he is. I think Debo, like guys, guys know about that. I think Debo, that's something that that he's aware of. Um, and whenever he he makes a good play, I think it's a bit of a screw you uh, to Aaron Donald and and the rest of those guys. Um, Jalen Ramsey's been very out outspoken about Jimmy in the past, specifically when he was in Jacksonville. Um, so I don't think that these two teams like each other. Kittle said said something pretty interesting uh, during the first game. Uh, Rams guys were were talking smack when when they're up seventeen nothing, and and Kittle thought to himself, "There's a good amount of time left." Um, and then the, the the Niners were obviously able to to come back, but I don't think that that these teams like each other. Um, I'm glad that it's not Brady because I think that a cross country flight at this point in, in the, the season is something to be cognizant about. Um, the fact that it's a 50 minute flight and we're playing in Levi's South, there'll be a lot of Niner fans there, regardless of whether the Rams are, are, are trying to, um, sell it to only LA based people. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited. I think this is the best matchup for the, the Niners and, for for an NFC title game, you want to be able to get up for for the game. Um, you want your your players to feel like they have something extra to to play for. And I think playing a a division opponent that you don't like, uh, that you're going for your seventh straight win over, and who still it it almost feels as though the Rams still view themselves like as as good or even better than than the the Niners do. But I'm so excited to see how how this team responds. Um, They've they've beaten every challenge so far, um, and it, it it does feel a little bit special uh, that you can go Packers Rams just like you said two two teams that um, we've we've had the the number of over the past couple of years. So super excited to to see that. I think you're right that that these teams don't like each other. Um, I mean, you brought up the Kittle thing. You brought up you brought up the, I think the three main ones. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Aaron Donald interview earlier this year when they asked me those. Yeah, I know who Debo is now. Like he was messing around about it. So I think it's kind of like a joke at this point. Um, also, Debo's like friends with like a lot of the guys throughout the league. But I do think Debo goes in these games and he gets himself amped up. I mean, we just talked about all the big time plays he's made um, and all and, and the big time money he's about to make. I mean, he might be he might end up being the highest paid wide receiver, which is pretty crazy. 
But at the same time, we're like, yeah, this dude had one of the most incredible seasons ever. Um, before I get into the Rams, I do just want to kind of bring up a little bit of Debo's timeline because it is kind of interesting that because I was I was feeling the same way. Not like that I, I didn't think that uh, there was a chance that they'd like uh, go and extend him after this year. But you definitely, I mean, like shared the same thoughts that I did of it's it's a contract. It's a big time year for him where he needs to go out there and play really well. Like he needs to go earn the money. And he absolutely did. But you go back to his rookie year and he started out kind of slow, not like in a bad way, like pretty normal rookie. You start out a little bit slow. I mean, look, all the guys this year and eventually Emmanuel Sanders comes over, completely takes him under his wing. He talked about how big of a deal that was. And in the second half of that season, he was really, really good. He was scoring almost a touchdown every game for a while, or he'd have some massive play. He had the insane play against the Seahawks um, on Sunday night football at the end of the year. And he's, he was still, he was becoming the guy that would have a lot of big plays at the end of the game or in big time moments. It was pretty clear that he was a guy that the term war daddy gets used for. He's that kind of guy. Like you started to feel that. And then last year we didn't really see him. Like we only saw him a few games. I mean, the Rams game, that's the one I can really remember was like, Oh yeah. Debo tore him up. Cause he was healthy and he had like 13 catches for like, 130 or 150 yards or whatever it was. It was an insane game. He was just going off. And he completely, like, it was Nick Mullins and they beat the Rams and it was pretty much him on offense. And that was kind of it that game because he was just going off. Um, But then this year, right from the jump, I mean, from the Lions game, he had a huge touchdown and he's just made massive plays throughout the year. So, and one of the most explosive players we've seen in a while. So I do think, you know, kind of transitioning a little bit into these matchups, you got to expect him to have a big game. Um, now the other star play on this offense, George Kittle hasn't really been putting up crazy numbers. Why? Because they've been going to Debo every single time that they need to go, go get some, some yardage, um, which I can't argue with cause it's working and it's, and Debo's the dude. Um, but I think both these guys can play really well against this Rams defense. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Poyer or Jordan Fuller. I'm sorry. Um, he went on IR. I think he got hurt in the Niners game. They have. Eric Weddle starting at strong safety. Their linebacking core isn't that great. Um, obviously, like Von Miller, of course, but you know he's a, more of an edge player, I'd say, um, just because he's not like an off-ball linebacker. So you look at their off-ball linebackers, not that good. The middle of their field is very susceptible. Taylor Rapp is their starting safety. That is not ideal. The middle of their field is really susceptible, and you talked about Jimmy a little bit earlier. And I, I mean, he's definitely not played that well throughout the playoffs, but he has made those big-time throws. I think this is a game where he can actually play pretty well. And I'm I'm really excited for it. He's played well against teams like this and defenses like this. Now I know that there's going to be a lot of pass rush. And the big question is, is Trent Williams going to play? We also have to remember when the Niners have played the Rams, they've been able to get the ball out really quick or they've been able to run the football and just kind of play off play action and, and really just start playing downhill. When they're able to play downhill and carve at the middle of the field, Jimmy has a tendency to play pretty good. Does that mean he's not gonna like he's gonna play perfect football? No, not necessarily. But if you get a good game out of Jimmy this week, I feel really confident about the chances. So I really like this game offensively for the Niners. I maybe not I really like it because the Rams defense is really good, but I think that they can play, they can win that kind of that matchup in terms of the talent on both sides of the ball. Uh, because the Rams are absolutely stacked. Like a lot of other teams, like one of the worst matchups they could have is the Rams. And the 49ers, I think, are fortunate just that their style of play of everything being across the middle. It's just, it's tough for the Rams to compete against that. So 
don't know. I like it. How do you, how do you feel about the Niners offense this week, Aiden? Uh, I think we should be able to run the ball better than we did in, in Lambeau, which is weird because the Packers had that suspect run, run defense. But I think that you, you've made a good point. Um, like we've, we've kind of cracked the code on like, we don't even throw it at Jalen Ramsey. Uh, he kind of just does his own thing out there, but we're doing stuff behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, we're running the ball. Um, I think Mitchell's going to have a decent game. Um, but I mean, I think Kittle, I think is, is the, the X factor. Um, if, if we're going to put up a ton of points, I think he's going to be a large region for that. Um, and to kind of take it in a different direction for one second, another guy who's, who's gotten a ton of flack this year and really over the past couple of years is John Lynch. Um, how about the, the two little like underrated trades that he made really the only two trades that I can think of. Uh, for two rotational defensive ends who both played giant roles, uh, and I think both got game balls over these these last two games. Um, so quick, quick shout out to John Lynch. Uh, people wanted him to trade for Gilmore and make make the the signing of Odell. Um, and while those things probably make the Niners a better team now, um, I think that he didn't get a, enough credit for what he did do. Um, and I can directly look at those two trades where you, you give up basically nothing and guys who I think are under contract for at least next year who have already paid back the, the value of, of what they were given. Uh, so, so quick shout out to John Lynch for that one. Yeah, though, I mean, Jordan Willis has like one of the biggest plays of, the, I mean, definitely of this year. Um, but it, like throughout every team in the NFL this year. That's that, that was an amazing play. Um, and then Amina, who of course did great, uh, in relief of Nick Bosa in Dallas. So a couple, a couple of under the radar moves. Um, and Willis played, Willis has played well too. Like so even last year he played pretty good. So that's been a great addition. Um, and you give up, I think a six, it was for him like a six. And then you got back a seventh. It was something weird like that. Like it, they basically traded nothing. Um, so yeah, huge stuff there. Um, Last thing I think I'll bring up before we kind of take off is is the defensive side of the football. Um, and I'm really interested for this one just because the Rams have a very good receiving core. They have a very good passing offense. Cam Akers, if you take away the fumbles, obviously you can't do that. But, like, he's looked quick. He's looked like his old self in terms of athleticism. And they've been running the ball pretty solid. Um, now, the big question for the, the Rams is, is Whitworth going to play? Uh, but the backup tackle that played last week actually had a pretty solid game. So you never know. Whitworth is definitely struggling against the Niners. But I think it really comes down to, can you rattle Matthew Stafford? Can you make him make mistakes? And I think one thing that's really huge to note is Kwan Williams is back. And that is so massive for this game. Because now, instead of having a different nickel corner, you have Kwan, who's definitely the best nickel on this team. And he's going to be lined up a lot against Cooper Cup. Is it a favorable matchup? No, of course not. But is he going to have a couple good plays where he where he gets a, a, a pass deflection? Yes, he is. And a lot of times you're going to put Jimmy Ward over there. You're going to have help with Cooper Cup. I think it just makes the Niners a lot better to have him. Um, and I think you look across like all of the matchups you can have throughout the league. This is probably one where you really, really need K1. And last time they played the Rams, like I feel like they, they definitely missed him a lot, um, especially early on in that game. So I think it's huge to have him back. But I think the Niners uh, defense can do pretty solid in this one. Um, and I'll say for this game, um, which I'm going to, I'm super, super pumped. Uh, 
going to be going to be hopefully be a, a heavy Niners crowd. But I think this is one where the Niners should win. Does that mean that they're a lock to win? No, of course not. This is a really good Rams football team. And I think that you look at, oh, they've won seven in a row. Like they're going to route them. It's going to be like everyone in the, in the crowd is a Niners fan. It, I am a little bit scared. However, at the same time, you look at this and you go, all right, Kyle has absolutely destroyed the Rams. Like they have not have an, had an answer to them. Now, the one thing that makes you a little bit like, oh, this would be a really bad loss is you've beat the Rams seven times in a, low, a row. This is the first time you've played them in the playoffs. So if you lost the playoff game, that just makes it like, it just takes away so much. However, if you beat them this week, you play in their in their stadium for the Super Bowl in two weeks after that, you would just own the Rams stadium at that point. And like you said, Aiden, it would be, it would be Levi South. So I think they can get it done. I think most likely, even if the Niners like impose their will and are in control, I think it'll be a relatively close score. Um, but got to play good on offense, got to play good on defense. This has to be a game where both sides of the ball show up because I feel like the last couple weeks you haven't got that. And they really, really need that this week. So hopefully they get it done. But how do you feel about the defense and, and what are your overall thoughts on this on, on this uh, outcome? I think the game flow is going to be really interesting because against the Bucks, the Rams got up early um, through really kind of a variety. They, they were able to run the ball really well, uh, which is something that I didn't expect because that Buccaneers front seven has been really good against the run. Not, not 49ers good. Uh, but definitely pretty solid. And I think that that's something that they're going to try to do again. Um, so really step one is um, stop stop the run and get, like force Matt Stafford to throw. And that seems a little bit weird, I think, uh, to say that out loud, but um, the Niners forced Rodgers to throw and he couldn't do it. Um, and, I, and I think that that works for the Niners because they can get pressure with four, uh, and you're you're able to put seven guys in in pass coverage. Corners are healthy-ish. Uh, I expect Ambry Thomas to to be back. And Dante Johnson just played probably the best game of his life. Uh, dude is 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 riding high. Uh, safeties have been playing really really well. I think Fred ju- just played the best game definitely of of the season, maybe of his career. Um, dude is absolutely on another level right now. Uh, I think that after that that first Packers drive, I think that he even undersold how how much that he he got on people, um, and he took his game to another level. Uh, and D'Amico's been so good at switching things up in the the back end that I trust. Like I get it, the Rams have have Cooper Cup who won the Triple Crown. They got Odell, they got Van Van Jefferson, they got um, Higby, and Stafford is a very solid quarterback. But I want to see them beat this this Niners pass defense for four quarters, um, and I think that that's what the Niners want to see. Because, uh, but but really, starting from step one is just stopping the run. Because uh, if they're able to get those five to six yard runs and stay ahead of the chains, that's where we've seen the the Niners struggle. Uh, but this Niners defense has been so good forcing people into third and long that the the DNs can pin their end pin their ears back and they can sit and just play coverage and it's hard to to play coverage against seven guys um so i think the niners will win i think that they should win uh but it's tough to beat a team this many times in a row i think that mcveigh is telling his team something similar like hey they, they may have beat you six times in a row but if you beat them in the playoffs like it's basically a wash um so definitely some extra pressure on that end, but 
I think it should be a really interesting game. I think it'll be close. Every division game after like week six is, is close every single year. Um, so hopefully the, the Niners go in, they can, they can stop the run, but I think it'll be super interesting to see how that first quarter goes because we, we saw the Packers go right down, score, look awesome, and then the Niners were able to get that one play uh, and then settle in. And then I think the Packers only had 67 yards rushing, uh, which is their lowest like in weeks. Um, and really after that that first drive, no running back is really able to do a, a whole lot against them. And Rodgers threw the ball a ton, even though it was cold. And didn't have like really any success um so super excited to see how that goes and even though it seems counterintuitive i want to see stafford throw the ball and i want to see him beat us no i mean i i feel the same way i i remember i kind of brought that up when the cowboys were going to play Dak, and that's what happened like you saw Dak struggle a lot rogers struggled a ton i mean if you take away like that big play he basically had 150 yards on if you take that one pass away 28 pass attempts that's not very good, um, especially for Aaron Rodgers. And to not throw a touchdown in a playoff game. And yes, it was freezing, but you also felt like you watch. I mean, everyone watched the first drive. The Niners got smoked on the first drive and made adjustments and then completely changed. So I'm with you. You want to see Stafford throw the ball? You want to see the Niners able to to get out to that lead and run the football? Because when they've done that, it's looked a lot prettier. Look at the Cowboys game. Look at the Packers game. Um, the Cowboys game was a lot nicer early on. Uh, you get ahead to that lead, you're able to just run the football and kind of go into cruise control. Now, can't have that back-breaking interception, but when you're t- playing a team and a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, when he starts going down, yes, he's great when he's down, but he's also very susceptible to throwing picks. So you need to kind of rattle him, and if you do, you're probably going to get an interception or two. Like, that's just kind of his style, and that's not a knock to Matthew Stafford. I think he's a great quarterback, but he he needs time in the pocket for his game. And if you don't allow him to do that, and you don't allow him to do that, one thing, he, I think he was the best quarterback all year this year against the Blitz. Like, he has, like, the highest ratings across the board um, and, like, great stats. So if you don't have to Blitz him and you're generating pressure, that's such a big deal. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why the Niners have been able to have so much success as of late is that they are generating pressure and they don't Blitz, like, hardly ever. So you see that again. I think you're going to see a lot of success. Yeah, you you look at that game-winning play to Cooper Cup last week, and the Bucks brought, what, six or seven guys, and they were one-on-one, and Stafford made a great throw, and it was a bit of a busted coverage. Um, but I think that that's what the Rams want to see, and D'Amico's been so good. Um, I think he's going to be a I, – I honestly think that he's he's going to leave after this this year. I think that he's going to get a head coaching job somewhere. Um, he's, he's been that good. And the way that he attacked Rogers, I have never seen just the different coverages and the doing stuff pre-snap. Um, that's completely different to, to post-snap Rogers thought on that deep one to Adams at the very end that he was in one-on-one with, with, um, Dante Johnson, which I think even 49ers fans would say, yeah, you're going to throw it up to Adams. Um, but he got Hufunga from like the five five yards behind the 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 center and brought him all the way back um that was the exact play call i think that he knew the that that the packers wanted to to go deep and he frustrated rogers and they had five sacks um so d'amico has definitely uh gotten himself a bigger role um 
this this offseason, and I'm super excited to see what he does against Stafford. Yeah, uh, it's it kind of starting to sound like the Vikings might hire D'Amico Ryan as their head coach, which would be pretty crazy. A one-year coordinator, like that is so extremely rare. But, I mean, early on, we were kind of getting a little bit critical of him, and then you just see some insane adjustments. And he had always been talked about as a guy that was going to be really good, but it was more of like the, oh, he's a young coordinator, like he's kind of getting picked on at times. And it felt like sometimes they would just go out on third down and just be like pretty straight, obvious man. and you've seen him become such a better play caller on the defensive end in this uh, second half of the season and in this playoff run. So hopefully you keep seeing that this week, but I think, I think, you know, D'Amico Ryan's in this defense are probably going to lead the charge, but the offense also has to be there. They also got to show up. Jimmy has to have a pretty solid game. Um, If you're able to run the football, do all that. You're going to come out. You're going to, you're going to win this game. I think Niners match up very well against the Rams. So we'll see how it goes, but, I'm super pumped, and and hopefully the Niners win this one, and we'll be moving on to the Super Bowl. But anything else you want to add in? No, go Niners, and hopefully we are doing this again next week, and not talking about the draft. Yeah, I'm, I'm, talk about I'm it, all for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I feel the same way. I haven't really scouted like anyone yet. Um, obviously, season's still going. That's why. Um, but yeah, so we'll talk to you guys soon. But hopefully, the Niners are able to pull it out. Um, I'm as excited as anyone right now because. I'm about to be there, about to be in Levi's South. So hopefully we can we can keep that name win the next two games the next two games in SoFi. So it is truly immortalized as Levi's South, because that would be something special. But all right, guys, we'll talk to you very soon. Hopefully we'll be having a similar episode next week.